0: Twitter handle at religion of woke, all one word. Does the Pfizer vaccine kill two people, young people, for every three that it saves, old people? Well, anyways, I try and open with a joke. That probably wasn't very funny. Anyways, um, later on in this podcast, you'll hear me talk about a study that says that is true, that is the case, at least in Israel. And then you'll hear me question, like, is that a reputable, peer-reviewed journal that that uh, study appeared in? And so, at that time, I hadn't looked it up. But anyways, I have looked it up. And the answer is, it's open source. It's not the best journal in the entire universe, but it's a real journal. It's a reputable journal. Um, You know, it could turn out that the paper ain't right and that the peer-reviewed people let it through incorrectly. But basically, as far as I can tell... That's a real paper, you know, maybe they made a mistake, but that's a real legit paper that says that vaccines kill two for every three that they save, and the ones that they save are old people that no one gives a shit about, and uh, the ones that they kill are young people who, it's terrible, kids maybe even. So I'm listening to the new uh, Brett Weinstein Dark Horse podcast he does with his wife, wife uh, Heather Heyer, I think their name. Anyways, Brett, he's a super smart cookie. He was the guy who uh, got kicked out of Evergreen College in Washington state because they had a day of absence for white people. And he said, that's racist. That's years ago, maybe five years ago, but you know, he's started a social media presence, making money on Patreon and YouTube and whatnot. And he recently got whatever, I don't know, kicked off of YouTube. I went and checked his channel, like all of his videos are there, except for ones for the last, I don't know, two weeks. So, I'm trying to figure out what he's saying about vaccines, what's, you know, what is it, what, what's he saying that's getting him kicked off of stuff, which, I wish they would just say that right now, they have not said that. But anyways, the first thing they mention is that the CDC has changed their rules for counting people with COVID. So, starting on May 1st, I guess there's this thing called breakthrough cases, which means that... you've you've been vaccinated and you still get COVID. So those are breakthrough cases. So um, on May 1st, I guess before May 1st, they were monitoring like how many people were vaccinated and how many people got COVID, period. But uh, after May 1st, um, they only started counting you if you've been vaccinated and you get COVID so bad that you go to the hospital or die. And so Heather points out like, you know, when some report on a, U.S. state comes out that says, the cases of COVID is rising, but it's only amongst unvaccinated people, you don't know. You're not, you know, you can't be sure that that is true anymore. Now, I've not been following this stuff like crazy. Um, I think, you know, like the vaccine, whichever one is like 99% effective. And I think when they say that, that's like, prevents you from getting super duper sick, maybe, you know, 99% effective at stopping you from dying or maybe from being hospitalized or something. I don't think it was, I don't think they were saying it was 99% effective at preventing you from, I guess, testing positive for COVID. Now, I mean, how does this exactly matter? I mean, you know, basically, wouldn't you like the numbers that you hear to be accurate? I guess that's the thing. I don't, you know, I don't think people are dying over this, but it would be nice to have accurate numbers. So basically, if you compare dates from before May 1st to after May 1st, about how likely you are to get COVID after being vaccinated, you cannot compare those numbers. Those numbers are not apples to apples, they're not apples to oranges. Well, so they're not really saying anything too crazy, I would say. Although, you know, whatever, you got to toe the party line on YouTube. Um, You know, if you said that the lab leak hypothesis was a possibility, and there's people that got kicked off of YouTube, I think, in the past for that, and you know, now... And now we realize that uh, that was a politically motivated thing to silence those people. It wasn't because it wasn't true, or, you know, it wasn't possibly true. It was because it was for political reasons. So anyways, they go on. They're, basically, they're saying that the CDC is cooking the books a little bit. Again, for political reasons, they want, I guess what? they want. To, I guess they want people to think that vaccines are better than they are. I mean, I think vaccines are good. I think the normal, you know, the real numbers, if you had all the data, would show that they are good. But uh, the CDC wants to cook the books a little bit and make them seem even better. And that doesn't shock me. You know, like the other example, I think basically they've been... Whatever. They've been cooking the books on every single thing related to COVID so far. Uh, They're just still doing it. That's fine. I guess the one crazy thing they say is that uh, because these books are being cooked and certain data is being withheld from the public... Like, there's a chance, they're not saying it's happening, but anyways, uh, that the vaccines might somehow be creating, I don't know, a dangerous variant. And then you would want to know about that as soon as possible and be able to jump on that kind of thing. As opposed to having the data withheld and then having it be a big surprise, you know, later on when you could have known earlier. And I don't have an opinion on any of that stuff. All right. Next, they're talking about a new OSHA rule or ruling. OSHA is the government organization that protects workers from injury at work and stuff like that, hazardous situations at work. And so they have some sort of ruling where if an employer requires their employee to get vaccinated and somehow the employee is harmed by that, then the employer does not have to write that down. I guess, you know, normally you got to keep track of You know, how many people lost a hand on your oil field last year and you got to write it down every time? But I guess if your employee is harmed by the vaccine, then you don't have to write it down. I mean, it's like, to my knowledge, people aren't being harmed by the vaccine. So I guess it doesn't matter. But maybe it's a little strange to, you know, know, if no one's getting harmed, write it down anyways. But no, like, if if somehow someone does get harmed, don't write it down. I don't know. I think this is like, if you remember... um, What was that super hot playboy chick? Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. um, Like She was the original famous or maybe only famous anti-vaxxer back with the, you know, they were saying vaccines cause autism, which you don't hear that that much anymore. You hear about people against vaccines in general. I think, you know, maybe they don't hang their hat on autism anymore. I know her kid, like she had a kid who was diagnosed with autism and then he grew out of it. So like her kid you know he he didn't get it he didn't get autism from a vaccine, and in fact he didn't turns out he didn't have autism anyways, which is kind of amusing for some reason, but anyways, all those people were dumb and easily scientifically disproven, whereas Brett Weinstein is one of the smartest people on the planet I mean you listen to him talk it is like listening to the smartest person you ever heard talk he's so well spoken and so you know, he always puts in the exact correct caveats like, we don't know this for sure, but it could be this. You know, he never says something that ain't true. So basically what we may have here is like a super smart anti vaxxer. You know, this ain't this ain't this ain't your uh two thousand five anti vaxxer. We got a smart one. But, you know, it makes you wonder, like, why don't you have to write down when an employee is being harmed by the vaccine? If the vaccine ever harms anyone. All right. It makes me wonder. I don't know. I preferred not wondering. I liked it better when I never heard about that, and I didn't have to wonder about Jack. All right, so they did a study on Israel. Israel, like, got their population vaccinated way before every other country. Like, they were amazing at it. You know, don't uh, don't ask about what that vaccination rate on, amongst uh, Palestinians is. But anyways, Israelis, boom, through the roof early and often. And so someone wrote a paper looking at their numbers, it was published in a journal called The Journal of Vaccines, which Heather has never heard of, so I mean, you know, usually if you got a name like, you know, if you've got The Journal of Vaccines you'd think that'd be a 100-year-old journal because that'd be the first thing you'd name your journal if you're talking about vaccines, but I don't, so I don't know I don't know if that's, you know, I, I haven't looked it up to see if that's a reputable one or if that's like an anti-vaxxer journal because they occasionally have stuff like that or they used to. I think maybe they all got shut down, but maybe they're starting back up I have no idea. Anyway, this may be a Gold Star Journal, or maybe a piece of crap. I don't know, but here are some stats. So I'm just going to round off these stats, but uh, this is using, I guess they had the Pfizer thing in Israel, the Pfizer vaccine. So the number of people you have to vaccinate to prevent a case of COVID is 500 people. And the number of people you have to vaccinate to prevent a death is 16,000 people. And the number of people having an adverse reaction to the vaccine is... 700 people for every 100,000 people who take it. Okay, so out of 100,000 people, 16 serious side effects. That sounds like hospitalization. And four deaths. Whatever. So they run the math. I mean, this can't be true. This would be insane. But uh, I guess the idea is for every three people you save with the vaccine, you kill two people with the vaccine. And to make it worse, the three lives that you save are like old people And the two lives that you cost are young people who probably wouldn't have got it anyways. I don't know. I'm going to have to look up this journal, I guess, now after saying this stuff, because basically, if that's not a reputable journal, then these guys are being anti-vaxxers. All they had to do was look up that journal. Wikipedia usually has an article like, this journal's great. This journal is a bunch of evil anti-vaxxers. I mean, Wikipedia is totally biased, but at least you do a quick check on it there. On the other hand, those are numbers that can probably be double-checked, you know? Someone should double-check those numbers. Even, you know, let's say it's an anti-vax journal. You know, who would have the balls to publish those numbers? Only an anti-vax journal, actually. I think it is an anti-vax journal. Ain't no normal journal gonna let you publish those numbers. You get fired from your job, you know? Oh, you're a tenured professor at Kentucky? University of Kentucky? You're fired. We have a morals clause. You're You're, you know... We have a morals clause that says, if you're immoral, we can fire you, and we're going to use it on your anti-vax ass. And I guess to tooth their own horns, which I think is justified, um, like they were one of the they're the first people I know of who were talking about the lab, lab leak hypothesis being a real thing. I guess they went on Joe Rogan in last July, for instance, so they've been talking about it for a year. So when you know, the media and big tech was all saying that's a pure conspiracy theory. Uh, They were out saying it's a real thing, and then they were right. YouTube, which is currently banning them, for instance, was wrong. They were right, and YouTube was wrong. So, you know, I guess, you know, whatever. They're tooting their own horn because they think they're going to be right again. Makes me wonder how much money anti-vaxxers will donate. Like, this may be a giant cash cow for them. Um, If people don't instantly forget about them because they've been scrubbed from YouTube... All right, that's enough anti-vax for me for one day. So I'm listening to uh, Matt Iglesias, the Weeds podcast. Go get a, uh, you know, woke mainstream view on this COVID stuff. And they're talking about how, I guess, there was data on who got COVID and when on some sort of Chinese website, and then that data was scrubbed at some point. And, you know, some internet sleuths were able to Go find it. Who knows? Probably just going on the Wayback Machine. Anyways, it doesn't sound like it matters that much. Uh, Other than people are looking into it when they weren't, you know. Other than now, you can look into stuff. Whereas before, you could not. But Matt's take on it... I love. I normally love Matt, but he's completely and utterly wrong on this thing. Matt's take on it is that it's no big deal. You know, so what if the media didn't uh, go crazy studying... Whatever. Allowing all possibilities... That were reasonable to be discussed. Who cares? It's no big deal, you know. Oh, we, we, you know, we would have changed what we did. I mean, it probably wouldn't change nothing. Who cares? That's his attitude. But here's where I agree with Brett Weinstein. I mean, whatever. This was my already my thought. Here's where Brett Weinstein agrees with me. The whole thing was a bunch of Trump derangement syndrome stuff, and so it's incredibly important. If, you know, all of the media and all of academia all have Trump derangement syndrome and they all get together to lie about what is, I would say, an incredibly important aspect of the COVID crisis. You know, the biggest crisis since whenever and an incredibly important aspect of it. Like, where did it come from? (sighs) Anyways, I just can't. I can't listen to Matt anymore, actually, on the subject. So there you go. That's a little uh, what other people are saying and then what I'm saying.